0: Your co-speaking John's very Antunes. And this is the first episode. The first episode doesn't have any other um person on the podcast. It's just me. It's just gonna be questions retaining towards me. And it's just all about me. Cause why not have the first podcast about the person who's gonna be the host of the podcast, right? Can't have a podcast with a host that no one knows. So to all the viewers and all the consumers that do not know me from this content listen to this first podcast and get to know me so to begin I'm 22 years old I'm from North Jersey I went to high school at an all-boys Catholic high school called St. Benix Prep my achievements from that high school is all in soccer you know I had ac- academic achievements I was wasn't the brightest though I was disciplined, so, I was your 3.2 student, you know, on the soccer field, I was the captain for three years out of the four, I was Gatorade Player of the Year my senior year, I was also Tri-State Player of the Year my senior year, I won three national championships with four high school championships, so I had a pretty successful career when it comes to Soccer at my school, and I graduated with a good diploma, and I got a full scholarship to go to Monmouth University, which was great. So that's a great achievement in my life. My dream always as a kid, was to play soccer professionally, but dreams change, and now that's not my dream, due, due to passion reasons. I have more passion with business and more passion towards training kids and coaching kids and motivating individuals and just learning, a passion towards learning, less towards being athletic and athletic purposes, not knocking athletes or knocking a professional athlete or anyone in that sort of craft. I'm just saying my passions are towards knowledge now and learning and just the other side of things, coaching and mentoring and motivating and investing being an entrepreneur, building your own brand, building your own business. That's where that's where my mind is, that's where my time goes into at the moment. And that's what I do every single day. So since I'm an entrepreneur and since I'm trying to build a brand, build a business, and I gave up my childhood her dream of becoming a professional soccer player. That's something that I got to work towards every single day, you know. Being a professional soccer player, I had hours. I had training hours that I had to be there at those hours. It was discipline. I had games on the weekend. I had extra practices. I had extra lifting routines. Now being a businessman, an entrepreneur, someone who's going to sell insurance, being a coach, being a mentor, a motivator, I don't have a set practice. I set my own practice. I set when I have to read, read for an hour, read for two to five hours. I set when I have to practice my investment strategy, when I have to go over my podcast notes, when I have to go over my homework that I'm still doing to graduate, when I have to work on my business piece of that I'm working on on the side with my family, with my father. Those are my hours that I set. It's not a discipline unless. less I make it as discipline or more discipline. So that's what I love about being an entrepreneur is just me having the freedom to control my schedule, control my time, and control, most important, my passion and what I'm reaching for, what I'm striving towards. And what I'm striving towards is creating, gaining as much knowledge as possible that I can teach people, that I can help people financially, eventually, and help people that I love and help people in a good way. So that's a little bit just of me. I played soccer at Monmouth University as well. I graduated with a bachelor's well, I'm currently going to graduate with a bachelor's degree in uh, communication studies. I ran a radio station there while working with uh, mister Ferguson. It was great. He's a great professor and he taught me a lot about the radio and a lot about how to further my career in the professional field when it comes to communication, when it comes to business, when it comes to your first interview in a company, when it comes to making a cover letter, making a resume, contacting a company, what to do if you fail an interview, what to do after. How to recover from things like that. He told me all those things. He also told me what to talk about on a radio show. And he gave me the experience and the opportunity to run my own radio show, which is, was an awesome experience, you know. Because majority of my life, I was just soccer, soccer, soccer. And that was my only identity. So college and enabled me to experience different things and to find my real passion. And that's really the goal, the ultimate goal of life. So I'm really appreciative of Mamas for that. So that's the gist of me. And um, let's just get into the questions, because I recently, I recently just researched on Google a bunch of interesting questions that I'm going to ask myself today, and I'm just going to pick a handful. And then on the next episodes, I'm going to ask these questions to the, the guests that bring on, of course. But today's all about me, so let's get into it. So the first question. So if I could live forever, what would I do? Wow, that's a great question. First of all, who doesn't want to live forever? Like, tell me about it. If I could live forever, the first thing I would do, I'd throw a party because I just found out the best news ever is that I'm literally going to live forever. Like, I have an endless stream of opportunities. So what would I do is first, I'll get a pencil, get a piece of paper, I'd write down what I'm passionate about. I would write about... 25 things that I'm passionate about, right? Make a big list. Out of those 25 things, I'll circle five of those, and I will complete every single one of those five things that I said I was passionate about, I will complete them. Okay, once those are complete, and i figured out the whole situation with those five things I'm passionate about, I would make another list and go to those other 25 until I complete every single thing and experience every single thing. That's what I would do if I can live forever. Because the main asset in life right now, when death is possible, is time. You know, you can never buy more time. Time runs out, you can never buy more. But if you live forever, that means that fear, that asset of losing time is not a fear anymore. So you would just be able to do everything you wish you can do. So I would make sure I... Created everything possible for me to be wealthy, of course, before I can enjoy life to its fullest. And money is in everything, so I would have to go through all the and experience all my passions. So that's what why I would do that. Wow, what an inspiring question! Like wow, that's 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 how to those questions. I can't wait to ask, like especially that question to the people I'm gonna bring on to the show. Because it's gonna it's not a simple question, you know, it's something that you got to think about and bring your emotion to the answer. So yeah, that was a good question. What would your first decision be if you were elected president? So you know, I really don't like getting into politics because people can judge you right off the start when it when it comes to politics, and that's fine, you know, judging is fine. I've never been sad when people judge judge myself in the wrong way. But what I would would do, I'm not going to state my political side or my political view, but what I would do if I was the president, the first thing I would change is the stimulus check during this quarantine. I would make it way easier to fill out the check to see if you can get that $1,200 for unemployment. I would guarantee it to everybody. I just wouldn't give it to some people. I would up the fund of it. I would it wouldn't just be $1,200. It would be way more because the economy is really plummeting right now because of the coronavirus, COVID-19. So, I would really help as a president, you know. I would save money. I would make sure we're making money as a country through the economy and investing and put that money towards the health system put that mo- money towards research and researching about this COVID-19 virus and how to implement a better system to, f- to figure this whole situation out, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with it in a good way, but it's not the best way because the economy is also plummeting at the same time. Yes, the health is the number one priority and keeping everyone alive is the number one priority. That's why most of the funding and research, especially from billionaires like Bill Gates is going towards that direction. How can we test this disease? How can we um, help the hospitals get more of the materials and resources they need? What's the cause of this disease? Asking all these really influential questions to try to implement a system to figure this disease out. But, you know, that's what I would do. I would give more people money, especially the people that are unemployed, and I would put more money and funding towards the health systems right now at the moment. Another fantastic question. The book that had the greatest influence on me. This one's easy, okay, actually it's not as easy as I thought, as I thought I had the answer for it as I was reviewing these questions, but now as it comes to me, I have two books in mind and I'm going to talk about both of them. So. Growing up in school, I was always that kid that when the teacher said, read this book for homework and fill out the answers, I did the bare minimum. I'm going to be frankly honest with you right now. The first book I ever read was my junior year of high school, and it wasn't for no class. So I got by with not reading a book for all those classes, all those years just off of skimming, basically, and just talking and communicating with my classmates. But junior year of high school, I read a book. It's called The Secret. And this book is a book about the law of attraction. That's the whole secret. The name of the book is Secret. and It's about the law of attraction. I read this book in two days. Okay, you know, it's 200 pages. It's a short read. But I was so motivated. I was so inspired about the book. I read it in two days. That book taught me things that no teacher has ever taught me. That no friends has ever told me, no family member has ever told me, I learned so much from just pages and words in a book, and just two days, I was like, what, this is the secret, you know, the real secret is reading, yeah, the the book says, yeah, the secret is the law of attraction, the law of attraction, the quick gist of it is, anything you envision comes to reality, so it's it's about envisioning your future, envisioning positive things, and those things would actually come to reality. So, for example, if you wake up envisioning someone, you having a great, nice, black coffee that day. You may go into work, and someone may come in and say, Hey, uh, how's the weather today? It it looks really nice today, right? Here's a coffee for you. I got one from Dunkin' Donuts. I bought an extra one for you with sugar and milk just like how you like. That's what the law of attraction is. And the law of attraction teaches you, how to use your mind and that your mind works like that the subconscious and conscious mind and how to use it to your advantage so that book was extremely influential in my life because it taught me things that many people didn't know that wasn't taught in school you know when I read that book I said wow this should be the first thing taught in school like why wasn't this taught in school I should have been taught this in first grade whatever you envision is going to happen. So if you're going through tough times, try to envision better times. Especially if you're getting hit with an anxiety attack. And I know everyone experiences this. You have anxiety. You're thinking about all the worst poss- possibilities can happen in this situation. You know, when you're thinking about those possibilities, they can actually happen. So think about a better alternative to those possibilities. The next book that inspired me is The Alchemist. Alchemist was about a character. Santiago was a shepherd. He traveled to the pyramids of Egypt to, to find his journey, to follow his dream. And at the end, he realized his dream was right where he was back in Spain with, with the sheep. That book taught me everything about almonds, about the power of a positive attitude and a positive mindset about how the world works with almonds and how the world works with spirits. And how all different areas have different cultures and respond to traditions and things in different ways. I recommend that book to anyone. The Alchemist, I read it three times. So the first book, The Secret, I read it two days. The Alchemist, I read it three times. That's how much. And every single time I read it, I learned something new. The, the best thing I got from that book is that everything is the same. That's what it teaches. That there's no difference. Between that desk and yourself, there's no difference between that cat and that dog. There's no, even though there's a physical difference, and even though you think there's a difference in your con- conscious mind, in reality, in this world, there's no difference. There's no difference between Judaism and Hinduism, there's no difference between mu- Muslim and Catholicism. That's what that book teaches. It teaches that everyone's the same. That there should be no categories, and there should no be no such no different no difference in anything. Okay, everything is equal. You should treat the cup you're holding, right, and the water you're drinking, just like how you would treat your significant other, just like how you treat your child, just like how you treat your pet. You should treat the same as the piece of paper as you treat the chip you're about to eat that's what the alchemist teaches you next question let's assume you won the lottery tomorrow what would you do that's a great question because if i won the lottery tomorrow the first thing i would do is i'll call up all my best friends i'll call up all my family members and tell them the news you know just rant about it that's the type of person i am i love to talk especially if good news happens to me i get a job i call my friends up call my family members up i spread the news you know because it's good to have people rooting for you it's good to have people praying for you the more people you have rooting and praying for you it's just more motivation towards you when when things matter when things are harder and you need that motivation so i would definitely do that i would call everyone let them know that i did it they would probably be asking me for money so that's not the best idea but that's what i would do first second i would invest so money doesn't grow on trees right yeah i got lucky i won the lottery i get a million dollars let's say okay let's let's just cap i don't know what the lot lottery is going at right now they're going right for it let's say it's a million dollars so i won a million dollars if i just go spend that million dollars on commodities on things that are not going to help me right I i can lose it in one day i can lose it in two days I can lose it in 20 years, but I can lose it, if I invest that million dollars, I can make it to 20 million, then 50 million, then a hundred something million, then eventually 1 billion, just from investing, whether it's investing in the stock market, whether it's investing it in currencies, whether it's investing it in real estate, whether it's investing it in bonds, whether it's investing it in insurance, you know? Just invest it in something that will grow with interest, that will grow and pay dividends. Something that has long-term success and long-term achievements and is a good company with a good backbone. That's what I would do. Yeah, I would be happy and I would want to spend it on the new Ferrari and stuff, but I would rather grow that $1 million from winning the lottery in my example. I'd rather grow that to $1 billion and then say... Hey, a million dollars to get a Ferrari is just pocket change to me now. So now I can get that Ferrari, you know, instead of just wasting all that that money. If I could choose any superpower, which would it be? That this is a really hard question, and I would I would say I would have to to say speak any language. I think speaking different languages is an art someone who can speak there's a lot of people who can speak two languages that's still incredible so I, I give I'm grateful for all those people out there that's super cool people can speak more than two languages though wow like shout out to you that's incredible I wish that was my superpower that I can understand Spanish Italian Chinese English Portuguese, etc, you know, I would be able to travel anywhere knowing what, everything that's going on every single time of the moment, I don't even think there's a superhero that speaks every single language, so, if any directors out there, or, for a movie or TV show wants one, hey, I may have some hidden acting skills, come hit me up, I'll be down to be the lead character in that, in that movie, I'll speak all the different languages. I'll go to different cultures. I'm already cultured. It's just that I'm cultured. I'm Portuguese and Italian, okay? That's my nationality. So I'm cultured in both of those cultures. I do not speak those languages because my parents are from America. They were born here, but their parents were born in Italy and Portugal, okay? So I was taught the American way, but when I went to my grandparents' house, I was taught the Italian or the Portuguese way. Majority of my friends are Spanish. I have friends from Colombia, I have friends from Spain, I have friends from Argentina, okay? I have friends from South America like Brazil. I have friends from Central America like Costa Rica and Mexico. I also have, those are my Spanish friends, so, my Spanish speaking friends, my Spanish natives I would like to say. So I grew up with them always from playing soccer, of course, and every time I hung out with them, I understood their culture, you know? But when it came to words and they started speaking Spanish, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I, I picked up a couple words here and there from being there so many amount of times and always hearing it, but I still had no idea what was going on. That, if I had one superpower, I would, would definitely say language because I just want to know what's going on and I love traveling. So whenever I would travel to a country that didn't speak the language, my superpower would come in handy. Wow. All right, this is a good one. So my po- my podcast is gonna be focused on motivation. Okay, I've I've been a leader, especially throughout all the soccer teams I played for, and I'm experienced in motivating others. I may not have the title at the moment as a billionaire or millionaire, or the CEO of this or that, but I am knowledgeable, I do read a lot, and I do have experience in leadership positions, so that's why I want to motivate people, motivate people to become successful, motivate people to follow their true passions and their true dreams, that's why the title of my podcast is Dreams Never Ends, to get on to the next question, what motivates me to get up in the morning, my number one motivation is to learn, okay, not trying to be basic or corny as people may say i'm just being frankly honest. learning to me is everything okay i wake up every single day there's one quote i want to share with you from warren buffon it says we don't have to be he says warren buffon says we don't have to be smarter than the rest we just have to be more disciplined than the rest Yeah, growing up, I wasn't the smartest kid. When I was younger, I was in speech class. I was in extra reading, extra math. I was in all the extra help classes. And I thought my only way out to success, to fame, to money, to bettering my family, was athletics, was soccer. As I grew up and in high school, I started to notice this towards my sophomore, junior year. But I'm very wise and I have a natural gift of being wise and being able to communicate written verbally and non-verbally and communicate and persuade audiences and, and large audiences and large teams. I was also a very good reader and a very good listener. And I had the discipline from soccer, but I just wasn't disciplined when it came to acquiring knowledge and other aspects about investing, about creating a business, about reading a book about area 51 and the military and politics simple things you know different categories just knowledge eventually when i read that book the secret my junior year everything changed i started reading books on all different subjects i've probably read 200 plus books since then every single day i read 25 pages minimum so that's about a little more than an hour 20 pages for me is about an hour that's my reading rate So I read about 25 pages minimum. And I do this for passion, you know. This is not for homework. Right now, I'm reading the book. The title of the book I'm reading right now is Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base by Annie Jacobson. It's incredible, you know. It talks about Area 51, what occurred there, all about the UFOs. I'm about 100 pages in, and I never thought before I picked this book up that I would be interested in it, and I'm completely intrigued in it. Like, I feel like every time I pick up the page, I'm one of those CIA agents building the next airplane that is going to be sent to Mars, or the CIA agent who is working at the Every 151 base and saw the aliens and saw the UFO come from where the aliens live crazy things happen that are not in the news and that Area 51 has covered up that is insane. So I sh- I recommend this book to anyone who's interested about military and interested in learning about the US and Area 51 to pick up that read and, you know, let me know how it is in the comments below. But that's what I would do. That's what motivates me to get up in the morning, to, to better myself, to to learn more, to read more. The more I read, readings like compact Pound interest. If you want to be a genius on investing, okay, reading those 25 pages that one day is not gonna make you a genius in investing, but reading 25 pages every single day for one year equivalents to reading 36 books. Now, if you do if if you read 25 pages every single year of all books on investing. That means in that year, you just read 36 books about investing. Now you can say you're a genius. So it's not a short-term thing. It's not like, hey, you're going to pick up a book and read 300 pages a day. And in that week, you're going to read seven pages. Yeah, there's people that can do that, but that's not for everyone. For everyone is you start minimum, build the minimum, build the habit. Every single day, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to read minimum, 20 pages 20 pages an hour if you there's something called the five hour rule that warren buffett oprah bill gates live by if you want to learn a new task or you want to better yourself at something and practice it you got at least do five hours a week so that means monday through friday an hour every single day so if you want to be a musician and you want to learn the guitar practice and get 10 minutes on monday 20 minutes on friday on Thursday, maybe an hour, on Saturday, maybe 10 minutes again, skipping Sunday, skipping Monday, and then practicing again on Tuesday, maybe another 25 minutes, you're not going to learn how to play the guitar, I'm being honest with you, okay, if you dedicate one hour, no matter how bad that hour is, every single day, you're going to get somewhere, Because at the end of that week, you did five hours compared to maybe doing it in little increments like 10, 20, 30 minutes. You would have maybe done two hours or one hour in that week. Just doing one hour a day, you did five hours. That's called the five-hour rule that Warren Buffett lives by. Me, I don't live by that. I live by the seven-hour rule. I don't think you should take off Saturday and Sunday. Monday through Friday, yes, are working hours. People work five, five to nine jobs. Those are the days that they work and they usually have Saturday and Sunday off to do things fun but in my field entrepreneurship and my field where my main passion is gaining knowledge time is my number one asset you know I said before if I can live forever what would I do and that's just be grateful for having the opportunity have a limited time and live forever well that's my asset my number one asset is time so on Saturday and Sunday you know what I do I also read for an hour, and why do I do this, and why am I motivated to do this, because when I was younger, I wasn't the brightest, I read one book, The Secret, that changed my life, I said, wow, I can read, I can retain this information, and it better, betters my life, I use it every single day, I started seeing myself use what I read in that book, I started teaching others how to use it, it was bettering other people, so I picked up another book, I did the same thing, I picked up another one, and then another one, and then another one, reading is a power habit the three main power habits in this world are reading meditating and working out if you wake up and do those three things as soon as you get up in the morning you're gonna make better decisions throughout the day you're gonna be more creative you're gonna have a better mindset you're gonna be less stressed you're gonna be more productive and you're gonna be a better individual just from those three habits and i learned that in reading my book the Power Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business, by Charles Duhuggett. Sorry for the pre- pronunciation, but his last name is kind of hard to say. But that's the book. That book was great. It taught me everything about habits and how habits have a loop and a routine and a reward. So just a gist of that, what I learned from that book. Besides that the, the power habits, the best habits to do that you should do every single day is reading, meditating, and working out. Talks about a habit loop. So a habit loop talks about three stages. The first stage, what's the cue? Why are you about to participate in this habit? Second stage, what's the routine of the habit? Example, smoking a cigarette, drinking out alcohol, the cue was feeling anxiety, feeling depression. The routine, smoking a cigarette, drinking alcohol, the reward is feeling less anxiety, feeling less impression, depression. So the way to change that habit is when you feel when you feel the same cue, you you just change the routine to experience the same reward yeah when you say it it sounds easy you need to practice it and you need to get good at it especially for alcoholics especially for people that are addicted to things like food and people that are obese especially people who are addicted addicted to cigarettes when you feel that anxiety you want to take that drink of alcohol even though you're an alcoholic pick up a coffee instead and and still change that anxiety from that coffee you know do that Try that out. Every time you're about wanna pick up that alcoholic drink, pick up a coffee. Substitute the routine. Keep the habit the same. Substitute the routine. That's what I learned from this book. So if everyone wants to read it, again ask me below in the comments and I can send that out to you. What would my last meal be? Wow. That's easy for me because all my best friends know me and all my family members Mem- members know that my favorite food is a cheesesteak, not just any cheesesteak, I like a cheesesteak with peppers and onions on it, I'll throw some ketchup on it, if they have chipotle mayo I would have chipotle mayo too, nice fries on the side, curly fries are my favorite or waffle fries, but maybe with some ranch on top of them, and then I would also have wings, nice hot wings with ranch dressing, that will be my last meal. And I don't know what other meal would be better than that. It's a typical American meal. And yeah, like, when it comes to my favorite food, I love Italian. I love Portuguese. That food is fantastic. I also love Chinese. Chinese food is good. I love Spanish food, like Colombian. Colombianos cook great food. My parceros out there. When it comes to caffeinated drinks, I love coffee. Okay, I love my coffee black. Sometimes when I want to switch it up, I'll throw some sweetener in it, I'll throw some regular milk, but I always resort back to black, that's my go-to. Black with no sugar, when I want to spice it up a little bit and add a more kick to my brain capacity and a more amp to me, because that's what sugar does, is a simple carbohydrate. So I just put some sugar in, I maybe do three, three scoops, not too much, but a good enough amount. From Argentina, I had this, this drink called Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate is a drink filled with antioxidants and vitamins. Very healthy. You drink it in a gourd with a bambisha. You get a, a, a thermos of hot water on the side. You have a little straw, which is the bambisha on your gourd with the yerba, which is the herbs. And you just pour the hot water and you drink out of the straw. It's a caffeinated drink. It also gives you vibes. It releases uh, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious. It calms you down. It chills you out it's a it's part of the culture in Argentina and I learned it from drinking with one of my friends one time and people drink it like coffee out there and eventually I want to create my own Yerba Mate business because I believe there's going to be a market for it in America and I believe there should be a market for it in America but I really don't know at the moment because of coronavirus because I don't think people are going to be sharing things at the moment If I could be a movie director, what kind of movie would I make? If you know me, you know that this is when the Italian comes out of me. A mob mob movie, of course. I would probably co-direct it with Mars Corsese. I would definitely have Mr. De Niro in it. I would definitely have Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And others that star in the mobster movies that everyone knows. That would be me. I would make probably the best movie, not trying to be overconfident. I think I would be a great film director. Remember what I said? My, my three main strengths, like, I'm gonna be honest with everyone right here. My main strengths communication, verbal, nonverbal, and written, leadership, and my mentality. Those are my three strengths. I'm not the best when it comes to organization. I'm not the best when it comes to knowledge. Yes, I'm disciplined. I only have to be more disciplined than the others. I don't have to be smarter than everyone because you're not going to be smarter than everyone. But I'm not the brightest. I'm very disciplined. I didn't have the best grades. I wasn't involved in all the extracurricular activities that everyone else was involved in, you know? I was focused on soccer and just soccer. But my three best and one of them is leadership. So I would make the best movie. It would be a mobster movie. Film that in New York. It would be relative to 2020. And with all the mobster movies that are out right now. Are like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, we, we want to hear about John Gotti. The Italian culture. Yeah, we want to hear about. The Corleone family. You know. We want to hear about th- these families from Sicily. You know, but there's Italian gangsters that are in New York City right now. That instead of all of them looking clean shaved, they have beards now. They have earrings now. Maybe they're not all wearing suits. Maybe they're dressed differently. But they're still mobs. I would make, I would be the director of that movie. Our final question. So The podcast duration is going to be about 20 minutes to an hour. Anywhere in that time. Every episode is going to be depending different because conversations can go longer or shorter than others. This one was great. I hope everyone really got to know me and saw how I thought and my perspective on certain situations. It's only going to get better. This was my first podcast, so the next one, when I bring in a guest, is going to allow me to talk more about things and correlate them to different categories and not just get to know me, but also get to know someone else. Last question is a really good one, and that's why I saved it for last. What profession would you choose if everyone was paid the same? Wow. If money did not matter, what profession would I choose? Wow. Really good question. I would say I would be an actor. An actor and a musician. That's, that's, that, that. Those are the two best jobs for me If money was the same for everything I would be an actor and a musician Why? Because I would have motivation to live every single day To make music to, that people can listen to at a party and enjoy like Imagine if that was my skill Where I can just rap on a song And people are addicted to it They're listening to it every single day When they're upset That song is making them happy that's the difference. That's what I would want to do. Or a movie. When someone's upset, they watch this movie and they learn something. They, it encourages them and changes their perception from negative to positive. Or if someone just wants to learn something, they watch this movie, they learn about a culture. They learn about an actor's behavior and how to behave in certain situations. Visual learning. I would do that. Be an actor, musician, and people write books on my movies. People would write documentaries on my musician character, I would kill it. But that's what I would say. So, to conclude, I just want to thank everyone for listening. This is my first podcast on the date 427. So, everyone, I hope everyone's doing well during quarantine and staying safe and just bettering themselves. Focusing, this quarantine is allowing everyone to just focus in on yourself. Better yourself, you only got one life and one opportunity.